you want But if you try sometimes Well you might find You get what you need That's right, you can't always get what you want You get what you need What is up everyone? Welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast I'm your host Anthony Giondoletti If it's your first time listening Thanks, appreciate having you here If it's not, welcome back and guys, today we have a, a couple of really interesting things to talk about. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to get to Brian Flores' press conference uh, that he had today. Uh, he met with a lot of the media um, just talking about pretty much everything pertaining to the Dolphins, uh, stuff with the draft, stuff with coaches. Uh, he addressed the co-offensive coordinator for the first time, obviously, since the move was made. He talked a little bit about Tua. Um, a lot, of, a lot of really, really good stuff, and we'll get into that uh, at the tail end of the podcast. But before we do that, some news to cover with the Dolphins. First things first, the Dolphins made it official that they have cut Kyle Van Noy. Um, <clears throat> I, I about a week ago, they tried cutting Kyle Van Noy, but before they did that, they wanted to find a trade partner. And I talked about it many times on the podcast. I said I, I don't see a, a team wanting to trade for Kyle Van Noy. Um, I don't think they want the contract that he has, and that's the main reason the Dolphins got out of it is because I think they realized they overpaid for him and that he was an asset that could be replaced, and I didn't see a team wanting to maintain that contract. So they weren't able to find a trade partner for Kyle Van Noy, so they officially cut him. Um, now I don't know, to be honest, uh, when they're going to cut him, if they cut him as a June 1st cut, like a post June 1st cut, they actually saved 12.5 million. Um, and if they cut him now, it would be 9.75, I believe is what we talked about. So I don't really know, to be honest with you, how that works on paper. I saw that Omar Kelly tweeted that they probably will designate him as a June 1st cut, because if that happens, then obviously you save more money. It's just, how does that work? Like if you officially cut him now, but on paper you write that he got cut on June 1st, like when is he able to sign with a team? Is he able to? How does that work with the contract situation with his new team? Not sure about any of that, but it is a reality that you know he could be an official June 1st cut, which would save the Dolphins you know almost three million more dollars. But nonetheless, guys, Kyle Van Noy is no longer on the team. If you want to hear my reaction to that, go back about a couple of days ago. Uh, I talked about you know, my thoughts on the Kyle Van Noy cut when it happened. So if you want to go do that, listen to the podcast. I forget when it was posted. I want to say it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago. It was about a week ago. Uh, so definitely go check that out. I'd really appreciate it. Now, the, the first thing I want to get into before we get into the Brian Flores press conference is a bunch of rumors surrounding the Dolphins right now. Yesterday, it was it came out uh, that the Dolphins will show considerable interest in running back James Conner uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, we've heard rumors about him. We've heard rumors about Aaron Jones. We've heard rumors about Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay. I've talked about Aaron Jones and Kenny Galladay on the podcast before. Overall, my main thoughts, I like Kenny Galladay a lot. Um, I, I like the fit because I think he is a better version of Devontae Parker that you're not going to have to spend um, Allen Robinson money, even though he's tagged and you couldn't get him. Kenny Galladay is that Devontae Parker type receiver. So if the Dolphins want that type of receiver, Kenny Galladay is the move. Um, 
again, I, I don't really know the the correct move to make as far as it comes to wide receiver. I really like Kenny Galladay. Uh, he has a lot of yards after catch. However, he doesn't create a lot of separation. So I don't know what the Dolphins' mindset is with that. But Kenny Galladay is one of those guys where he gives you the same type of uh, play style that Devontae Parker gets you, except I believe he's just more explosive after the catch. And I do understand he did have that injury this past year, but you look at his large sample size, four years, one injury. When he's not injured, he is a, you know, thousand yard plus receiver. So some people don't really like the move. I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't be too, too upset if we got Kenny Galladay as long as it meant getting rid of someone like Devontae Parker and still replacing, you know, that wide receiver one type role in the draft, uh, whether it's, you know, Jalen Waddell, one of those top three wide receivers or a guy in the late first round, early second round. But what I wanted to really cover is rumors in general surrounding the Dolphins, because as I said, we're hearing tons of rumors about Aaron Jones, James Conner, Kenny Galladay. And what I thought to myself, as soon as all this, all these rumors came out is I thought to myself, and I, I ask you this question, and I'll give you a couple of seconds just in silence to think about it. What player has the have the aside from Tua Tungavailoa, take him out because we were apparently tanking for Tua, even though we didn't tank, there was a saying, tank for Tua for like two years. Plus, he was the best quarterback in college football before the injury, uh, and that slid him in the draft. But we all knew we were gonna get Tua. There were smoke screens, but we knew we would get Tua. Take two out of the conversation. What player have the Dolphins been rumored to be interested in and then ended up getting? I'll give you guys a couple of seconds to think about this. Like, seriously, name the last player where you heard them in conversation for the Dolphins and that was the player that the Dolphins actually went after. I've thought about it, guys. I really haven't. There were there are no instances where the Dolphins were rumored to have heavy interest in a player and then got him. And I don't say that as far as like they wanted him but were outbid. I'm saying, look, let's just look at the Isaiah Wilson trade. Let's look at the Kyle Van Noy release. We have heard nothing, typically, about people that the Dolphins want in the draft, they want in free agency, or moves that they're going to make as far as cutting players. Now, we ourselves as Dolphin fans, people like myself having a podcast, I've speculated on players I think the Dolphins would have cut, players I think the Dolphins will sign, draft, whatever. But I, I just want to caution people, whether you want Aaron Jones, whether you don't, whether you want Galladay or you don't, whether you want James Conner or you don't, I would just take these rumors with a grain of salt. I'm not going to sit here and act like I can predict the future. I'm not going to sit here and act like the Dolphins definitely are not going to get those three people. But you never heard any rumors about Kyle Van Noy. You never heard any rumors about Byron Jones. Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers. You never heard rumors about them. It was just one, two, three. Oh, Dolphins paid Byron Jones. Like, where did that come from? We never heard anything about that. Eric Flowers, the same way. Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Agba. You never heard anything about those players. 
And that's when the Dolphins had more money in free agency. So when I see all these rumors that Aaron Jones is being considered by the Dolphins, they're going to go after him, Kenny Galladay, James Conner. I want to caution people and help you understand you need to, you need to realize that agents of these players. So if you're Aaron Jones agent, you want to put out there that the Dolphins are interested in your client because the more interest surrounding Aaron Jones, the more money Aaron Jones will make wherever he goes, the more teams that are going to be in play for him, a la the more money me as an agent I can make. Because if people get into a bidding war with Aaron Jones, he's going to get paid more than if there's not a lot of teams interested in him. So I just caution fans. Again, when you, I, I saw a lot of people, oh my God, the Dolphins want James Conner? What the hell? That's horrible. And while I agree, because you know on this podcast, my family are Steelers fans. I've seen James Conner firsthand. I would not want him on the team. However... I'm not going to sit here and act like just because a rumor came out about James Conner that that means the Dolphins are going to get him. Because never have the Dolphins shown interest in a player and that's the player that they actually wind up going after and getting. I don't know if this is a smokescreen by the Dolphins, if it's a smokescreen by the agent. And again, I don't want to sit here and act like they for sure will not have get these players you know I don't want to be that person where you know I can already see it they sign James Conner Aaron Jones or Kenny Galladay and people are like Anthony I thought you said it was a smokescreen I don't know but what I'm trying to tell you is I would lean on the on the side more of I believe that the Dolphins whoever they try to get in free agency you are not going to know because we've never known there's no history or track record with Chris Greer and Brian Flores of us being, you know, in the 411. We've never been. We've never known about anything going on with the Dolphins. Chris Greer and Brian Flores like to keep it close to the vest. They like to make sure that no one knows what the hell they're doing. And I highly doubt that after two years of seeing how they run their operation, that just randomly. There's a bunch of rumors coming out that they want this guy, this guy, this guy, when we've never heard about that in the past. So I just want to remind fans, remember who runs your organization. Remember, literally like four days ago, when out of nowhere, they traded for Isaiah Wilson, yet you never heard a peep that they were interested in him. Remember last year, when no one thought they were going to sign Byron Jones, There were no rumors that the Dolphins were heavily interested. Then one, two, three out of nowhere. It was like Byron Jones, top three candidates are blah, blah, blah. Like four hours later, he signed with the Dolphins. It happened like one, two, three. No one heard that we were interested in Emmanuel Agba. We ended up getting Emmanuel Agba. So just take these rumors with a grain of salt. Don't just assume just because you hear that the Dolphins are interested, quote-unquote, in someone, that that means the Dolphins are going to sign that person. A lot of this, guys, is just smoke screens by the agents trying to create more of a market than there really is. Now, the Dolphins could have interest in Aaron Jones. I mean, I would assume they would. He's a phenomenal player. But does that mean that that's the guy that they want? Or that Kenny Galladay is the guy they want? Or James Conner? I have no idea. But for me personally, 
I'm fine with being wrong. If one of those guys gets signed, I'm fine with admitting, hey, I was wrong. But I'm erring on the side of, I have no idea who the Dolphins are going to sign. Because last year it came out of left field. People talked about, like, I remember I talked about it. Others talked about it. Like, we should go out and get Byron Jones. We should go out and get blah, blah, blah. And some of those people came to fruition, but none of them were ever people that we heard the Dolphins were going to sign. It was just fans being fans and saying, I want Byron Jones or I want Emmanuel Ogba. And the Dolphins got them. But you never, not last year, not the year before that, not in the draft, not the year before that in the draft, you never hear who the Dolphins are actually going to get. It's just a bunch of smoke screens and a bunch of surprises out of nowhere. So don't don't be blind and don't be forgetful and have short-term memory and forget the past. Look at their track record. Understand that these rumors that are coming out are most likely smoke screens on the agent's part rather than players that the Dolphins are actually realistically heavily going after. Just my thought on it. I'm okay with being wrong, completely fine with that, but just... Again, always ask yourself the question, who was the last player that the Dolphins, aside from Tua, the Dolphins, everyone was like, yeah, they are heavily interested in this player. And then they got that player. I ha- I don't, I can't remember any since Brian Flores and Chris Greer took over. Again, Byron Jones, maybe, but that came like one, two, three out of nowhere. Just my thought on it. Now, the last thing I want to get into is I want to talk about Brian Flores' press conference. As of me recording this, the Dolphins have not posted the press conference live. Um, I was going to just like play it for you. I've done that in the past during the season. I'll play the press conference. I'll give you my takes on it. However, they haven't posted anything. They haven't posted the press conference live. So I'm just going to go off of you know what people posted, like Omar Kelly, stuff like that about the press conference because I haven't heard it. So... Let's just start with the elephant in the room. They talked about Tua Tungavailoa a lot. They asked a lot about Tua Tungavailoa. Um, and this is what he had to say about Tua Tungavailoa. And I'll try to quote him, and I also might paraphrase. I'm excited about Tua in this upcoming season. You think about his situation last year coming off the hip and throwing him into the fire. He started nine games and made a lot of improvement throughout the season. Had some ups and downs. I'm excited about the year one to two jump. You have to remember he had no OTAs, different training camp. I mean, you guys know me. I'm all about the development of players and helping them develop and helping them get better. This time in the offseason is going to be really helpful to him and all the rookies. I'm excited about working with him this offseason. And then he got asked, what's your reaction to all these rumors that you guys are going to trade for a veteran QB, you know, a.k.a. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson? He said, my reaction is I'm excited to work with Tua. Honestly, that's where my interests are and where my excitement is. We believe in developing players at all positions. With an offseason, OTAs, more reps, they develop and get better. So, and, oh, and also, by the way, he, he mentioned how, you know, he's like, I've talked with two. I just had lunch with him yesterday. We talked about family. He was confident. I was confident in him. And... Look, here's the reality of it. And again, I, I'm not gonna rumor or I'm not gonna rule out any trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. But I think what's happening is we act like Brian Flores and Chris Greer are so secretive with everything, 
But when it comes to their players, they pretty much tell you exactly how they feel, but we act like it's just some conspiracy and they're lying to us, which could very well easily be the case because they are very secretive. But I really think like this is honestly how he feels about Tua. And at the end of the day, if an offer comes on with Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson and they want to make a move, they might. But I, I sincerely believe like I don't think you need to read into it this like that much. I'm excited. He's excited to work with Tua. You ask any scout, any NFL analyst, any um, not really NFL analyst because a lot of them don't like Tua. But you talk to any scout, any person who's been a prior GM, any person who's been a prior head coach, and they all say the same thing. People I respect, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Um, we've talked about with Jimmy Johnson. A lot of guys who have been in the league, they all say the same thing about Tua. Considering that he had a hip surgery, I didn't expect him to play a full season. Mel Kuyper also said this, by the way. Uh, So did Todd McShay. Considering everything, he actually had a good season. Like, I don't know why everyone's like dissing on him. He's a good player and he's going to have a heck of a second year once he's able to have a full off season, healthy training. He gets better weapons, a new year in the system. Uh, and, And I think a lot of people, they read what Brian Flores says and they're like, Oh man, he didn't say I'm excited, you know, I'm excited for Tua's second year here in Miami. And they're trying to like create this story and this narrative that I think it's just, it's, it's baloney to be honest with you. I think Brian Flores really likes Tua. I think he really is excited about Tua's development. We know Brian Flores likes tough people, good leaders. Don't turn the ball over. Tua is a tough person. He is a good leader. And he, aside from the the Bolt, the Buffalo game, which one of the interceptions, the guy fell down. The other one was kind of on two. It was a tipped ball in the receiver's hands. But aside from that game, he had two interceptions in eight games prior to that. That's phenomenal. And I think that Brian Flores is just trying to keep it straight with you guys. Like, I really like Tua. I'm excited to work with him. And he talked about, they asked him, you know, uh, they asked him about um, the co-offensive coordinator, which we'll get into. But they basically said, you know, what went into that whole decision? And he said a big portion of it was Tua. I wanted to keep the continuity. I wanted him to work with people that he knew, not just him, you know, all the players, but really with our quarterback. I wanted to keep the continuity the same. And I I said this so many times on the podcast, I'm not trying to sit here and toot my own horn, but I said this, like, you need to understand the value of having the same people in your room in your second year. I understand Tua can learn a new offense. He's smart enough to do that. But the value of being around people that you know, that you know their verbiage, you know the language, they know you, they know your verbiage, you know what, you know, what gets each other going, like clicking, That's going to be so invaluable for him in his second year. And on top of that, you add that both of those guys are good leaders. They're good teachers. And and I trust Brian Flores. If he says someone's a good teacher, I trust him. Because we've seen he's kicked people out of the building when they're not. So if he promotes people, I trust that he knows what he's talking about when they're good teachers and good leaders. And so, you know, with this whole thing with Tua, I think a lot of people just assume that the Dolphins don't like him. You hear people like Colin Coward all the time. You heard, uh, who was the guy? 
Kyle Brandt or whatever it was on Good Morning Football saying he wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins got rid of him, yet they should keep Sam Darnold. Just a bunch of nonsense. At the end of the day, guys, if they trade for a quarterback, they will, but it has nothing to do with them not liking Tua. I firmly believe that they are, they've told you the truth. I, we like Tua. He's going to be our starting QB. Obviously, things can change, but he's going to be our starting QB, QB, and we really like him. He's going to develop a lot in this second year, and I think that's that. Like I don't think we need to talk about it any more than that. So they also asked him about the draft, Okay, and this was huge. When I heard this, it was music to my ears because a lot of people may disagree with me on this, but for me personally, the number one philosophy when it comes to the Dolphins draft, trade back inside the top 10, preferably for me, honestly, best case scenario would be with the Eagles, but it sounds like they're not moving off Jalen Hurts, which they shouldn't. But if you can move inside the top 10 to eight, you're going to get one of those three top wide receivers, guys. The Falcons, they need either quarterback or offensive lineman desperately. The Bengals need offensive lineman desperately. The only team ahead of eight that needs a wide receiver if the Dolphins aren't there at three and they're at eight, the Eagles and maybe the Lions. But again, you have four players in Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts. All those four players, one of them is going to be there at eight. And what Brian Flores said is they asked him, they said, you know, what's your philosophy on getting, you know, really good player at three? What's your philosophy on what you guys are going to do? And he said, we'll have an opportunity to grab one of them talking about, you know, elite wide receivers or playmakers. We'll have an opportunity to grab one of them. Let's say top 10. So he's basically telling, and again, he has no reason to lie and uh, say that we're not, we're, we're going to trade back when they really don't want to, because at the end of the day, they're going to get the best, unless they don't move off Sam Darnold in New York, the Dolphins are going to have the option at the best non-quarterback available. Even if the Jets trade out of that pick, the team who's going to trade there to New York, and if New York's not taking a quarterback, believe me, they'll trade. If New York, or they should, they might not because they're the Jets and they're pretty stupid. However, regardless, the Dolphins are going to have the best non-quarterback available at three. They don't need to make this illusion that, you know, they're not going to take so-and-so. Like if if they are saying they want to trade back or when Brian Flores says we can take a guy top 10, he has no reason to smokescreen and make you believe something that's not true. He could have easily said, yeah, we're staying at three. It's not that hard because at the end of the day, they're going to get the best non-quarterback available. So him saying that just shows me that they are probably, and I've said this all along, they are probably going to trade back. And this could be a smokescreen at the end of the day. As I said, I, I Brian Flores and Chris Greer never let you know what's actually going to happen. However, they have no advantage gained by saying that they're going to move back. There's no advantage gain. If he's saying that, it's most likely, again, because they they are going to think about it. And they should. Because, again, if you get any of those four guys, Waddle, Smith, Chase, Pitts, you automatically have an insanely good weapon, someone that is going to be a great player for you for the next six to seven years. So, like, why would you not try to trade back and get one of those players? The only reason you wouldn't is if you're married to one of them and you just want to stick to three to try to get that player. But again, like you guys don't even know what wide receiver the Dolphins like. None of us do. 
They could not, they could not like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. They might not even like any of them. They might think Kyle Pitts is the best. We have no idea. But that was something really interesting that Brian Flores said. And, you know, it's a philosophy that most people I hope grasp onto because it's it's so invaluable. It's the same people, the same people that don't want us to move back are the people that were mad that we got rid of Laramie Tunsil, but now they're not upset when we have the third overall pick because of that trade. So again, you may not right now want us to trade back to eight, but then when we're able to go back to eight and stuff at the draft happens that always happens every year, there's surprises and a Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle falls to eight and you're like, oh wow, we were able to get them all along or whatever receiver it is, they're there at eight, and you're like, we were able to get them all along, and we still moved back. Look, like, if the Dolphins can move back to eight and get an extra second-round pick and a first next year, that is such a great opportunity because, as I said, there's four amazing playmakers. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. One of them is guaranteed available at eight. Guaranteed available. Because if you think everyone before eight is taking a wide receiver or a playmaker, you're wrong. There's going to be people that take offensive linemen. There's going to be people that surprise you and take someone like Micah Parsons. There's going to be quarterbacks off the board. You have you have no idea if if all wide receivers are going to be gone by eight. And what Brian Flores is saying there, and he's is he saying like, yeah, we're we're going to have an opportunity to take a playmaker, top ten. Now that goes to show me, I don't think they're going to trade out of the top 10. They're probably going to keep it inside top 10. And if it were my guess, probably eight, eight or nine with Denver or Carolina. It depends on what happens with the whole Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. But for the Dolphins, again, you want a great playmaker, trade back to eight. You're guaranteed to get one of them still. No need to take him at three. And also guys, let, let me just say this. Say... You want wide receiver, whoever it's, it's up to you, Smith, Chase, Waddle, Pitts, whoever it is. I'm not going to say, but just think it in your mind right now. You take them at three, you're paying them way more than if you were to take them at eight. So not only are you getting them at eight and you get more draft capital, you're also having to pay them less. So just remember that again, who in the world would have thought CD lamb falls to 17? No one. Who would have thought Henry Ruggs is the first wide receiver taken? No one. Surprises happen every year. So whoever you think is going to be wide receiver number one in your eyes that we need to take it three, understand, you know, stuff happens all the time in the draft. People move up and down all the time. You have no idea. So move back to eight. Take best player available playmaker. Because what, again, a lot of fans fail to realize all four of those guys are insane improvements over anything we have. All of them. Insane improvements over anything we have. Next, uh, Brian Flores talked about uh, just getting playmakers in general. He, he was asked, you know, how important is it for you guys to get playmakers? And he said, we want talented players, but at the same time, we want a cohesive unit, guys who fit well together. That's not 11 stars. It's never that way. The locker room fit is an important factor that can't be overlooked. And this is why... Despite him playing as the Dolphins in Fortnite, I've said so many times, if 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 Juju is not going to be a fit in the locker room, if if the Dolphins in any way feel his issues with TikTok and being all about Juju is going to be an issue, 
then they are not going to take a chance on him. I understood. I understand they took a chance with Isaiah Wilson, but that's a decision that Brian Flores is going to make. He's not going to risk it with Juju or another playmaker if he does not feel they will be a good fit in the locker room. If they do make a move for Juju or another player and you question their fit in the locker room, understand that they have thought about that. And if they're okay with it, you should be okay with it. So that was just really important that I heard him say that. So many people that are just like, let's get playmaker A. And it's like, okay, well, in order for us to get him, it's not always about how good he is. It's about the fit in the locker room. You may love Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or Kyle Pitts, but at the end of the day, they're all amazing. So Brian Flores is going to narrow it down by saying, which one of these guys fits with our team? Make sense? Good. Uh, and okay. So at the beginning of this podcast, I played Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. The reason for that, if you don't know, is because in the press conference, they asked him, they said, you know, like what, what are your plans in free agency uh, as far as going after playmakers, being aggressive, yada, yada, yada. He said, we have some money from the cap standpoint that we can spend. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be playing the song. You can't always get what you want. You know, because you may be priced out on free agents. They might want to go, you know, somewhere elsewhere. That always happens every year. And that's so true. And we're seeing it firsthand right now because of the tags and stuff. But, I mean, people are like Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Levante David. That was me. Levante David. Um, trying to see. Aaron Jones even. Like, Aaron Jones, what if he just wants to stay in Green Bay? I understand you might want him, but what if they find a deal where he's like, yeah, I want to win another championship. I'll take a little less money and stay here. And Brian Flores is saying, you know, what the reality of it is. He's not trying to like trick people. He's saying like, at the end of the day, we're not going to get every single person we want. There's going to be people out there that we can't get because they're going to get more money somewhere else or they just don't want to come here. There's players ever like you have to understand that. It goes both ways. You may say, oh, why don't they want to come to Miami? What about the free agents that we did sign? Other teams lost out on them because they wanted to come to Miami. They didn't want to go to the other places that were offering him money. So, you know, it goes both ways. You have to understand just because you like a free agent does not mean that the Dolphins, even if they are interested in him, are going to get him. It doesn't. Because there's so many different factors. It's the team's chemistry. What type of scheme do they run? Will that help me? What type of location is it? That's a big thing for Miami. No state tax. It's Florida. Great fan base. Awesome. But some people might not like that. Some people might only be interested in winning a Super Bowl this year. And that's not the Dolphins this year. I'm sorry to say that, but that's not. So like Aaron Jones, he might walk the line of like, I want to make a lot of money, but if the Packers are in a realm that I'm interested in, I want to stay here because I have a good chance of winning a Super Bowl with them next year. So again, that's why I talked to, I want to, you know, finish the podcast talking about what I talked about earlier and trying to connect those two of moving forward with free agency. I understand there are players that you want. I understand there are players that the Dolphins may be quote unquote interested in. Don't assume that those are the players that the Dolphins are actually interested and don't assume that we're going to get every single player that you want. At the end of the day, that's not realistic. There's only one player I wanted last year in free agency that we actually ended up getting. And that was Emmanuel Agba. 
That's it. He's the only player. I wanted Emmanuel Ogba. I talked about Byron Jones and said, you know, I'm not really too high on him compared to other players. But I, I, I was like, if we can get Emmanuel Ogba for cheap, I think he has insane upside. We ended up getting him. But there were tons of other players that I was like, I want this guy and we didn't get him. There were tons of other players that, you know, I thought the Dolphins would at least show interest in. We never heard anything about them. And then they end up signing someone like Eric Flowers. Again, stuff happens every single year that you do not expect, especially with this team. So just understand that moving forward, just like Brian Flores said, you're not always going to get who you want. But like the song says, but if you try, you'll get what you need. Okay, so understand that there is hope. Okay, Mick Jagger tells you there is hope. If you if you try, you're going to get what you need. Even if it's not what you want, you get what you need. Okay, so understand like it, we're about to get into some crazy stuff with free agency. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it and understand that the Dolphins know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they may miss on free agents. They may miss on draft picks. They know what they're doing. There's a reason why the Dolphins are a, a, a good, respectable franchise for the first time in a long time. There's a reason. So just, again, you may be upset because we don't get Aaron Jones if we don't sign him or something like that. Just breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. It's going to be okay. We're in a good situation. If you're someone who wants a wide receiver at three and we end up trading back, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. If you want Waddle and we get Jamar Chase, it's okay. He's not a bad player either. Just chill. It's going to be okay. Yeah, this team knows what they're doing. Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fan base. Be there to support each other. And that's that, guys. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Uh, sorry I couldn't talk about the Brian Flores um, the Brian Flores uh, interview. They, they didn't release it yet. I don't know why. But, you know, whenever that happens, you can go listen to it um, for yourself. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.